Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Good day, good day. (laughs) Good morning, Vietnam! (laughs) All right, today we are going to talk about authors. And um, maybe who's your favorite author we can dabble there and then who you like to read and why um tom and i were at converse uh, at conversation at coffee the other day and there was uh we began talking about nt wright and uh his new book which go ahead and plug it for us tom what is it the day the revolution began the day the revolution began so something about the it's a book about the crucifixion yes. right and um and so then uh i am in the middle of surprised by hope and uh, just drowning <laughs> in it, and uh, I don't. I just NT right for me. Um, it just feels like I start at the top of a hill. I know that I'm supposed to roll down the hill, and then I roll and tumble and hurt myself and roll down, and I get the bottom. I'm like, oh, this is the bottom of the hill. It's like I would have rather just been at the top and walked down instead of stumbling down because the points it seems to make just feels like it's like. He takes me every other place besides the point, and then 60 pages later gets to the point for me. <laughs> and so we kind of dabbled into that and why he does that, and you want to elaborate on uh, that? Tom? I don't want to overstate anything, but um, Surprised by Hope is probably the greatest book since the Synoptic Gospels. I mean, <laughs> as a whole, the three of them. Not to overstate it, but... yes. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a perfect path, buddy. Keep Sorry. going. <laughs> what was the question, though? Seriously? Uh, uh, what, why? Why? One sip why? Of coffee. Yeah, so let's go with that. Why? Get another sip of coffee. And oh, why is surprise by Why is surprise by hope the, um... Well... F- Good morning, Everett. This Good morning. morning we talked about... What is what are some influential author? We were planning to talk about who is an influential author for you and why, as kind of a springboard into other conversations, probably. But for me, I went to grad school the first time and had to be exposed to text criticism, all these things. I was basically a fundamentalist, and so Woo. oh, sorry, I kind of had a system built up that allowed me to understand the Bible that was really dumb and unhealthy. And so I had a lot of scholarly ways to explain things, but I needed something that I could put into my own terms, you know, as not a scholar, as just some guy trying to be a Christian. And Surprised by Hope was that book for me where I where I could put into my words... And I know N.T. Wright. I'm not trying to say he's not. He can write um, really complicated, dry stuff for seminaries, and he can write on a popular level, too. Surprised by Hope is a pretty popular level. <laughs> no offense to you. But uh, anyway, he, uh, he gave me context for understanding how the denomination of my youth had kind of been trapped in a 
philosophical argument for a long time. He gave me the con. He gave me a lot of context that I needed so I could put all the stuff I was learning in grad school into a frame of reference that I could move out from. Does that make sense? It's good. Sorry, good. not no. quite awake yet. It's pretty good. Well, well, uh, Wright for me is probably one of the the most influential um, writers. Uh, Andrew Scott um, used to always uh, joke that every um, Everett sermon would have a quote from N.T. Wright and a quote from St. Augustine. Um, and and Wright was influential for me. I think one is he offered a third way. So, you know, the there was sort of fundamentalism on one side, um, as Tom kind of referenced, and there was sort of this... Um, uh, liberal fundamentalism, which mm. sort of denied the centrality um, of Jesus, which denied, you know, the resurrection. I mean, most of the core Christian traits. And, and but the thing is, like, those, like, like those guys, like Borg, uh, Marcus Borg and uh, Bishop John Spong, um, were the first wave of people who were offering an alternative to fundamentalism. And so for like a generation of people, like, like those were heroes to them. And the thing is, is as I read those works, I'm like, yeah, you're rejecting fundamentalism, which I appreciate, but you're not offering me an alternative that provides hope. And, and Wright was able to provide um, both a rejection of, of, you know, conservative biblical fundamentalism and a rejection of liberal progressive fundamentalism, which you know, oftentimes just simply rejected most of the core, you know, tenets of the Christian faith. Um, so his ability to provide a faithful third way um, was really appealing to me. Yeah, and part of this also has to do with when you're, <clears throat> and after I went to seminary the second time to the Episcopal Seminary, I would have <laughs> called that, uh, you could maybe call that neo-orthodoxy, Yeah, like what you're describing. Um, but it, a lot of the books you read in seminary don't do you a lot of good when you get in the parish because I can't hand I love Stanley Harawas and I love uh, Rowan Williams but there aren't that many Rowan Williams books that I can hand to a parishioner and they're going to wade through you know or even there are some Stanley Harawas books but I can hand them an N.T. Wright book you know and I can hand them a uh can't think of anyone else right now, but somebody. So somebody. okay, so <laughs> that's a really good way to put it, though, Everett. I like that. Spong, sponge, spong. He, he's, he's sort of a sponge, but yeah. Spong. Okay, and then Borg, Marcus, Bo Marcus Borg, Marcus Borg. Although I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Borg and Spong in the same place, but um, they no. both deny re the resurrection. Well, <laughs> in the what? This could be a fun argument. <laughs> Anyway, Ding. I just wouldn't put him in the same place. No? Okay. No. But I get why Everett does. <laughs> As he reaches for the coffee, this is art here, for people. Headset on, going for the coffee. I'm like 50 feet away from the microphone <laughs> right now. But you can't tell. Yeah, just you, it onto the you desk. can't tell because it's good radio. Good out, radio. <laughs> you're out in the World Wide Web. Okay, so Spong and Borg... Uh, you group them in, let's say, liberal fundamentalism, right? So that's the that's the spectrum. You got fundamentalism from a religious 
if you're an Episcopalian or an Anglican or something like that, reading. Okay. Yeah. So I should just skip Borg. And well, <laughs> I think I think he's right. Borg Borg is not necessarily in the same category as Spong, but he's not. He's more close to Spong than he would be right. I like, yes, Marcus Borg. God rest his soul. You can't speak ill of the dead, Everett. But Marcus <laughs> Borg has some awesome books. And specifically the last week, I think, is is a book he wrote. I think it goes through the Gospel of Mark, maybe. Um, it's meant to be read as a devotional sort of before leading up to Lent, if I remember right. It's been five years since I read this book. Anyway, I think it's a great book. But Marcus Borg... I think when you're coming out of fundamentalism, people are looking for something. And those right. some of those books hold a really can do a lot for someone's soul to know, oh wow, here's someone who's you can't jump to the tenth step. Yeah. You have to start at the first. So continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's a good oh yeah. sorry, dude. No, no, that's I stole okay. it from you. I, I was struggling to find it. But I'm word. glad that you gave us a book because I think that's that's an important piece of this is okay, so great. You talked about all this. What can I read? So the last week you said a book. Yeah, he uses so he's coming from a very progressive place, but he's still reading scripture in kind of a faithful he shows you how you can read scripture from that liberal perspective in a way that really is spiritually beneficial, you know, and that is taking the scripture seriously, not, you know, I hate to sound cliche, not literally, but seriously, and it, so hmm. anyway. No, it's, it's good. It's a good book. So, um, I think we have to dig back a little bit. Um, what his, is his, his, his book, um, Meeting Jesus Again for the First Time, is also um, a really nice one. Um in which he offers, you know, an alternative, um, an alternative to, you know, who Je who Jesus is. That is that is actually, you know, a really sort of nice book. So and he wrote he wrote the one of those books with N.T. Wright, right? Yeah, he and, he and, and he and Wright were oftentimes were friends and oftentimes sparring partners and. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's the difference between Borg and. Spong is kind of looking to be a lightning rod. He's trying to stir the pot. Right. And whereas I think Borg, maybe in his younger days he was doing that, but as he got, his later books are definitely, um, you're living as a Christian, here's a book to help you <laughs> yeah. grow spiritually, you know. So as a, as a <clears throat> goal for you priests... Um, you are to take in this wisdom. Augustine, you mentioned, right? N.T. Wright, Borg, and unpack it for the layman, right? Would that be a good analogy of something that you do on a theological level part of your sermon? I mean, I know that's not it. It's just not about education. Um, but let's back up a little bit because... Um, Mr. Education over there has gone to seminary twice. <laughs> one is that's, that's one just saying I needed a lot more help. <laughs> one at the with the Church of Christ and one with the Episcopal Church. And then what is your where did you start, Everett? <laughs> where did where where did you start um, in church at? You weren't Church of Christ, but you were. No, I was. Um, 
you know, I mean, I grew grew up sort of Presbyterian. Um, uh, I had 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 like Tom a little bit of a bubble, biblical um, fundamentalism that was there f- um, for me. Part of that, I think, is just sort of the culture that I grew up. You know, the church culture you grow up in in Oklahoma. I was to say you mean Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just it's just easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so sort of my 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 biblical approach was is that you know the bible is the literal true inherent word of god um and rolled off the tongue and then when you then when i got into the into the episcopal church and uh took efm and began to engage Mm -hmm. my faith um i realized that you know that the bible as the infallible word of god was you know it didn't really capture what scripture does um and so then, you know, I began, you know, you know, you know, right was probably one of the first ones for me that really, uh, I don't know, really changed me. Um, Stanley, Stanley Hauerwas and Will Williman um, are, you know, two just outstanding um, people to read. Their, their book, uh, Lord Teach Us which was uh, sort of reflections on uh, the Lord's Prayer. Right. And it's just an amazing book. Okay. And that's and that book is something that anyone can pick up and roll with? Or is oh, it, yeah. 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 Okay, because I've never read Hauerwas, and so I'm curious. Yeah. Some I, of Hauerwas stuff can be really dense, but he also, like, write, writes for <clears throat> a broad audience. Yeah. Um, Brian Zahn. Um, yeah. He just raves about Harawas and and his new book water and wine water to wine um more than once and it's it's intentional he rolls through all of his influential authors in let's say his transition from you know evangelical to liturgical i think you gave me those terms (laughs) those words but and uh he repeats all the authors which is great it's like i highlight them on my kindle like okay i'll go back and look at those and read those people um, and so EFM, and then you just started adventuring out on your own, and then this led to seminary. Is that kind of? And I am going somewhere with this, by the way. I am leading you. A little I mean, bit, but. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. So at some point, I get to seminary, and in, and in seminary, you're you know exposed to all sorts of ideas yeah, based right. upon who the professor is and sort of what are their theological you know leanings and. You know, you have ideas and perspectives coming at you from all ends, which is which is really great. So turning it over and figure it all out. Um, so I um, one thing with with uh, we were talking about N.T. Wright and Surprised by Hope and reading it for me and I take it slow and I may read you know a line over ten times. Uh, one there may be kids around for the first part, but the other one is just I'm trying to um, his writing style. He will you know throw. I don't even know what to say. He'll throw a 15-line sentence in there, and I'm going, there's 10 commas, and I'm going, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and so I have to unpack it all, so to speak. And um, But it just seems like he, 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 has, he says, he introduces a thought, and then he goes and says, okay, it's not this, and it's not this, and it's not this, and it's not this, and, it, and it's not this, right. and so on. And then he gets in and he goes, and this is what it is. And so Tom and I started digging into this. We let me rephrase that. We happened into this. Um, it's uh, mutes on when it's flashing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
now I'm going to turn it back because of the direction here. Sorry, I'm messing with the microphone. Technical For difficulties. For those of you who are listening to this, he was speaking to one of our alien overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever There's a button on our gel cell wall, and when it flashes, it's time to get our green food pellets. <laughs> so, How do I recover from this? Um, what are you saying? I said, how do I... Re- yeah, what? You said he takes you down on No, the- okay, so, yeah, yeah, it's that, um... Oh, there's a Family Guy reference I want to do, and I can't right now. Um, don't! <laughs> so, <laughs> he takes you through all of this, and for those parts that he's, let's just call it debunking, they mean nothing to me. So it's a waste of time. And so Tom and I were talking about this, and but for him... It means everything because he heard this theory that N.T. Wright debunks and he heard this theory or was taught or learned or whatever it was, these different theories that he needed debunked before he could hear the new. Right. And so for me, um, because I wasn't studied, I was just I was just the under thumb brainwashed fundamentalist, you know, child who was shown uh thief in the night at 12 years old in in church and just <laughs> sat at home crying because mom and dad What's weren't home yet you know oh it's the it's the poor man's um left behind okay oh so <laughs> so so bad that's the best description ever <laughs> poor man's left behind he was and so um so when i'm reading these debunk pieces i don't have that i don't I don't need to be. That was never be, part of your concept. I don't need to be. Right. Thank yeah. you. Ooh, very good word. So, so you're just saying you weren't as indoctrinated as some of us. Thank you. Well, See, you even said it better. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really love, and I mean, that's why I loved N.T. Wright, and I think that's the genius of him um, or other authors like him. Um, I thought of Brian McLaren also as someone who comes to mind for evangelicals. Anyway. A New Kind of Christianity? Or which book? uh, Generous Orthodoxy for me was the one that really really got me thinking. Yeah. Generous Orthodoxy for me was was another one of those foundational books. See, New Kind of Christianity for me was just outstanding. I'm not saying I didn't like that book. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Anyway, um, I think that in churches like the one I grew up in, um, we, the members miss how much of that, that theology, and it's not really theology, it's a hermeneutic, but how much of that hermeneutic is wrapped up in philosophy, philosophy and history, how much of it depends on philosophical movements like um, rationalism, for example, um, Kant is the philosopher so like the same time America is being founded you've got these guys like Barton Stone and Alexander Campbell leaders of the, they're the, the Billy Grahams of their day writing but they're being influenced by people like Kant just like our founding fathers of this country were and so they're writing they're developing a hermeneutic um, that depends on rationalism that depends on a philosophical perspective that is bound into a time period and then you have that church trying to carry that hermeneutic forward Mm -hmm. and people don't think the way they used to think and it's really not 
consistent with um, the ancient Christian faith they're trying to restore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you can go to grad school and untangle that and take it <laughs> $50,000 of debt and take a lot of philosophy and history. <laughs> Or you can read Surprised by Hope. You know what I mean? For $10 on the internet. And he does the same thing. Mm. for, And that's why I like him. Some of us need all those paths into right. Right. His first begin, beginning of every one of his books, he's going to spend the first 10 to 20% giving you the context. Right. Right. So you can right. hear what he's going to say in the next section. And but before you can even accept the context he's given you, he's got to show you why some of the other ways of looking at it depended on crazy ideas or time bound ideas is a nicer way to say it that are no longer relevant or no longer haven't held water over time, maybe is a better way to say it. Yeah. Everett always says stuff a lot better, but <laughs> I, I um I find that I, um, let's just say it for each level, I find, because I can start a book and put it down and go, mm, nope, not happening. And then I'll pick it up five years later and just, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is speaking to me like this, right? And so I think there's a readiness um, that, you know, wherever that comes from, um, spirit-led, just wherever you're at, maturity, who knows what, uh, but comes from that. But um what I was getting at is, is I've been able to go 21 minutes without saying um, Rob Bell. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. If you um, can't see right now, I'm crossing myself. Jim Welch will understand that one and laugh at it. Not um, So I didn't come into where I'm at with a lot of uh, indoctrinated baggage. <laughs> He's pointing at me just um, so you all know. <laughs> and so... Mine was just, you're going to do this, and that's it. And if you do that, no, it was don't do this, 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 don't do this. What the heck am I supposed to do? You know, that held under thumb fundamentalism. And so someone who spoke to me, speaks to me, whatever you want to say, was Rob Bell. Because beginning with Jesus Wants to Save Christians, when you, Everett, told me, Oh hey, it's on sale at Mardell for three bucks, and and I went and read that. I grabbed it and loved it. Just gobbled it up and read it twice. Um, and it's then like, he's like reading a PowerPoint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Which yes. book? Jesus, Jesus wants, wants to, to save, save Christians. Christians. Uh, um, Jinx, show me a is that, a, <laughs> is that an old book? It's uh, it's on sale again at Mardell's right now for three dollars. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, older. And then uh, all, all the good authors that you really want to read are always on clearance at Mardell's. That's a, oh, that's a good. They're theory. trying to get them off the shelf you know, over there. I went in because we're reading Irresistible Revolution in senior high yeah. by Shane Claiborne, and I'm just three bucks. I'm just walking out the biggest stack of <laughs> the books. Man, some Episcopal church needs to open up a bookstore, like not one that's only open uh, on Sunday, and and half of their stock is just Christmas ornaments, like. <laughs> Like a real bookstore with, you know. The, let me, the let me help one you. in Oklahoma City was just opened up, and it's great. Who? Commonplace in Oklahoma City. Oh, that'd be great. We're, we're, we're really um, short of bookstores here in Tulsa, maybe Oklahoma. We can open up a good bookstore. You want to do a bookstore? You want to get my shop. entrepreneurial spirit going here? And... Yeah. All right, focus. Sorry. Focus. 
You were so, talking about Rob Bell. Yeah, so Rob Bell. So it's it's just a theory of like, um, and, and I'll just give a quick example. Everyone wants everyone on earth hears the story of Jesus or the gospel, then Christ will return. So in my head, in my eight-year-old head, the last guy on earth who hasn't heard, some guy walks up and goes, do you know Jesus? <laughs> you know, in trumpet sounds, eastern sky, breaks open, everything. Bell presents, okay, what about the missionary on the way to see the village in Africa gets a flat tire <laughs> and can't make it there? You know, and it's just very simple, interesting metaphors or, or stories, I guess, not metaphors, for the, what I was taught and what I needed unpacked for me. And so that's why he speaks to me so much. And N.T. Wright speaks to you guys for what you were indoctrinated in and vice versa for me. So I think it's interesting. I think everybody, so everyone needs to find their own author well, that well, speaks to them. Well, since you spent the first half of this podcast slamming N.T. Wright. I did slam Talking about N. T. how bad of a writer he Let's is. Let's take this outside, buddy. <laughs> I really appreciate Rob Bell and how he's done that for a lot of people, but... And I hope he's what, listening to this what's right the now. Theory of, yeah, we'll never get him on here for an interview now. Yeah, because no, what I Tom, what I would love to say to Rob Bell in person as a friend, hey, Rob, and as an admirer, would be that he, everyone I know except for you, Justin, who really gets into Rob Bell, completely abandons the church, and I get it because I also was beat up by the church. Mm. I also, and. But I would like to say to all those Rob Bell people and to Brother Bell himself <laughs> that there are good churches out there who do really good things, who are eating the body, bread and wine every Sunday, fellowshipping around the table or altar, and they're not beating people up for being different. They're, they're welcoming people who have different perspectives perspectives an episcopal church comes to mind and to give those churches a chance and and don't just sit on the beach on sunday morning (laughs) sit on the beach surf and then just give 50 minutes of your week to walk in and talk to some other people who are different than you don't just do the cliche thing that people have been doing in this country for the last 40 years which is walking away from all groups and institutions and come on now that, sorry that well and and I think you're right and I, and and I, as bell for me was also uh, you know an influential writer um, love wins you know I, I thought was a, a fantastic book which I know was is heresy in in many parts of of Christian uh, thinking, but the the, the criticism okay I here. the the criticism I have of of, of Bell, <laughs> really um, it's it, it's so so going back to Spong, uh, Spong was a bishop of the Episcopal Church, denies everything that the Episcopal Church believes, and every book he would have would have the byline, you know <laughs> why you know a bishop rethinks you know the resurrection, why a bishop rethinks you know the virgin birth, whatever. And, it, and I feel like Bell has that same similar thing going on, where now that he's been sort of freed of, of, of parish ministry, um, parish ministry becomes his whipping boy. And there's a point to which I think he's, he's 
correct in criticizing, you know, a good swath of, of American Christianity. But like Tom said, there's a lot of good faithful communities who are not what he's portraying. And, and I, you know, I wish you would been, be more like Rachel Held Evans and stay in the church. Be oh, there's in another good author. Yeah. So, you know, whereas he's kind of removed himself from it and, well, I'm here on the beach on a Sunday rather than being in church. Donald Miller's the same way. You know, as who? As, as Rob Bell. Okay. You know, right. um, <clears throat> be more like Rachel Held Evans. Be in community. You know, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond, and I do feel differently about Bell, but that's okay. He's my homeboy. I right? responded when you made fun of N.T. Oh, it's okay. We don't have time. <laughs> so, yes. so I, 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 I hear you, but at the same time, as someone who listens to Bell way more than you guys yes. do, I've um, listened to his podcast, and I always walk away thinking, "Man, that was good," and I feel I learned a lot and right. I'm uplifted. Right. So, so and, and we'll see what what's to come. You know, um, thank you, brother. Bro. I love you, Rob. All you do, You're my boy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, all right, we have to kind of wrap it up in our whole trying to do thirty-minute window. Um, I don't know if we rattle off a bunch of books. I, I see Tom making notes over there. One, um, so one, th- one thing I mentioned earlier um, and stole Tom's metaphor maybe was uh, jumping from the first step to the tenth step. Right, there has to be a way up. And my way up, I almost want to say, because I don't I just can't remember, was Leaving Church by Barbara Bound Taylor. Mm. That was my introduction to wait a second, <laughs> not talking about someone leaving church, but just the idea of what's going on from a female priest's perspective in the church and and um uh, and how she speaks about the Bible and so many things, man, it was just, it just, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. So um, that was one great divorce, um, mere Christianity. That was just, I mean, what can you say about those, right? We had to talk about C.S. Lewis here. Robert Bound Taylor's uh, Speaking of Sin is an amazing book. Speaking of Sin, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got Alter of the she, World. She argues that we've got to recover the language of sin in the church that we've either made it something that's psychological or we explain it away rather than dealing with the reality of sin in our life. It's a great book. Okay. What else? What are some books we recommend? Yes. Keep it high. Well, Miroslav Wolf um, mm. has a book called, uh, I think it's called Public Faith. I think it's a wonderful book. Uh, for thinking through um, the old division of public and private faith. Rowan Williams has an awesome book called Being Christian, which is a great book to hand to new Christians to start, or people thinking about it to start a conversation about that. All right, now we're to book names, (laughs) not explanations. Right, sorry. Anything else? Uh, Being Disciples, also by Rowan Williams, is is a great book. Um, and um, he also has one called Tokens of Trust, which is sort of an introduction to the uh, creeds, which is wonderful. I'm beginning to love Peter Inns. The Bible tells me so, and I want to read The Sin of Certainty. Yes. You stumbled on that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Water to Wine by Brian Zahn. I mentioned that earlier. Um, that's about 
that's that's what I can think of for the moment. So, anything else to wrap up? Thanks for bringing us together this morning, Justin. Hey, no problem. Thanks for hanging out and talking about authors and nerd stuff. All Thanks right. for bringing the coffee over it. There you go, buddy. All right, so go out, read, discover, grow, seek. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.